Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. get you to the weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Football Friday, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Nice to have you along. Patrick Johnson here. Some combination of uh, Ben Byram and uh, the ref Philip Pilkington involved in the broadcast. It's a cast of thousands uh, here, as it always is. Panthers with the victory uh, last night. 7-6. Joey Sly gave the Panthers the lead again, was what our guy Jim Zoki uh, tweeted. Missing that extra point right before the half. Uh, Carolina shored things up. This is uh, Sam Darnold via the Panthers radio network. And you heard it over on our sister station, Talk 103.7 WTIB. Darnold ready for the snap. Quarterback sneak being pushed from behind. No signal yet. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. The voice of uh, the always enchanting uh, Mick Mixon. Uh, Sam Darnold says that uh, the Panthers displayed a little second-half magic to move to 3-0. and You know, losing Christian's tough, but I thought we did a good job of bouncing back. And, um, you know, in that second half, we were kind of able to put that first half behind us and really do a good job in that second half. Speaking of which, uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, out, I guess, with a hamstring. Strained hamstring in the first uh, strained hamstring in the first half. Easy for me to say. Uh, and this is uh, Sam Darnold saying that uh, he wants McCaffrey to take his time coming back. Just you know that that I'm thinking of him, and you know to take his time. You know we'll, we'll be all right. You know without him. Um, obviously we want him back, um, but I want him to take his time right now and make sure he's good for the end of the season. Darnold says this is a resilient bunch. We always knew what kind of team we had. It was just about going out there on game day and executing, and we've been doing a good job so far. We just got to, you know, keep taking it one week at a time. You know, I'd say so far the Sam Darnold thing is working out. I really, I mean, I, I really do believe that. Uh, look, it's it, I think he's an upgrade from two-glove Teddy, two-shoes Teddy. He has uh, played well. Now, was he perfect? No. Did he take care of the football uh, well at times of the first half? No. But, I mean, look, uh, he showed some toughness on that one-yard run. Panthers are 3-0. and It's just it's a win business, baby. It is a win business at that level in the NFL, and that is what uh, he has done. He has led this team, rightfully or wrongfully so. The quarterback gets all the credit or all the blame. But, I mean, he had – look, D.J. Moore before 9 o'clock last night had 100 yards. So he's emerging and breaking out right in front of us as an elite level as far as recognition, wide receiver. And we can pick at nits all we want here as far as the Panthers go. And was it perfect? No. But it was a really, really uh, galvanizing second-half performance by this team. And uh, now Carolina 3-0, and they get a weekend off. 
Not bad. I, you know, again, I was amazed that the Panthers, that was their 12th Thursday night game all time. I've, it's like we talked about yesterday, Philip and I did. It seemed like it was kind of a new novel concept, and I didn't think they'd played that many Thursday night games, but alas, they have. So the uh, Panthers pick up uh, their third win of the season, and they pick up their third win of uh, the uh, uh, all-time on Thursday nights. That's pretty good stuff. So the Panthers a big winner. Hey, we've got football for you tonight. Major matchup as uh, Rose takes on South Central over in uh, West Winterville. And, hey, i uh looking forward. We're going to talk to Andy, too. He is the uh, head coach of South Central. Really, really one of the great guys in coaching. Just a nice guy. Uh, we had another really great guy on yesterday with uh, Coach Greg Watford out at uh, North Pitt. And uh, they blanked North Johnston 48-zip to move to 4-1 uh, and one and reel off their four straight wins. So congratulations there. Uh, and uh, we'll have coverage tonight around 6.50. You can tune in, hear the game, countdown to kickoff and all of that with uh, our guys, uh, Croft Massey and the legendary RV Ronald Vincent. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington will have uh, some scores for you, I believe, later on tonight as well. So I'll look forward to that. Hey, uh, so we've got Rose Football, Andy, two coming up. Right now, we have today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The Pirate Report brought to you by the Seahorse Steakhouse, where you'll always get Danny's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies. Time Financing, need money fast. Time Financing is your personal loan specialist. Time Financing, two dozen locations in North Carolina. And by Doug Henry Chevrolet Buick at GMC in Farmville and Doug Henry Ford in Aiden. You pay more if you didn't get yours at Doug Henry. ECU, Charleston Southern tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, uh, just to wrap up a couple of uh, cuts we didn't get to yesterday before you hear from Coach Houston, uh, this is Donnie Kay talking about that the Pirates leading into the Marshall game practiced better. We were more in the mode of, of we were going to play better. I, I could just tell by the way we practiced better last week. And so, you know, I think what they, they went out three to nothing, we answered. We actually scored twice on that drive. Okay, now he did step out of bounds. It looked like, you know, when you saw the review. But, I, you know, it's almost like, wow, can we ever just get this monkey off our back? You know, we keep scoring. They keep calling it back. Um, but we answered, okay, and then I think then we they went up 10-3. We went back up 14-10, so our kids were gaining confidence. They, they, they knew. They were coming off the field. Our, our linemen were saying, we can block them. We know where they're at. We know what they're doing. They're doing what we practiced, you know what I'm saying? The DBs were all saying, I'm open, you know, which is, you know, it's irritating as hell, but it's a good sign that they're all saying they're open all the time. You know, I could tell Holton was just dying to get back out there. Blake Harrell uh, talking about the Pirates enjoying the win. You're excited to win, and that, that's probably number one thing you take away from that, and you enjoy it because win, wins are hard to come by. And, and you, anytime you get a win, how, whatever it takes, however it comes, you enjoy that. And, uh, you know, there's some positive we can take away from it. And last stop of the game, three turnovers, and a lot of things happen through the game that we can take a positive away from the game. But there's always things, whether you play good or bad, that you're going to go back and say, how can we get better? 
And there's a lot of things in that game we can take back and say, hey, you know, our tackling's got to be better. This has got to be better. We've got to execute here. So, um, and, and those will stop a lot of those problems and, and won't be a close game coming down the fourth quarter type of situation. So, yes, enjoy the win and, and enjoy those situations where you, where you can celebrate it. But at the same time, uh, you got to get back to, to work and, and back to making corrections and getting back to playing defense the way we want to play defense. So, um, you know, that's, that's what we got to get back to. And, and kids have been doing a good job of that in practice week, week focusing on, you know, our tackling, focusing back on our fundamentals, focusing back on getting downhill in the run game and getting get it stopped in the backfield before it gets going. So uh, doing a good job of those, those things. And, um, you know, that's what it is. Pirate defensive coordinator Blake Harrell talked about the leadership that Jaquan McMillan has shown. Yeah, eligibility-wise, he, he might be a sophomore. Uh, Jaquan might be, but uh, in our locker room, he is an older guy. You know, he's a third-year player, been here a while, played a lot of football, a lot of snaps. And uh, on the on game day, he always sees, seems to be around the football and, and come up with a pick and come up with a big play when we need it. And he continues to do that. And just his leadership in that corners room and our defense and on our team has been outstanding. So excited about him and excited about the football moving forward for him. Young man out of Richmond, Virginia, is uh, Surad Ware. And Blake Harrell, and he played really well against Marshall. This is uh, Blake Harrell talking about uh, Surad Ware. Yeah, Surad's doing a good job. And I think we've been saying this for, you know, almost a year now, that those younger kids keep coming along, keep coming along, getting better every day. And, and Surad's one of those that has pushed through camp and really made a, a separation the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, he just plays with grit and, and just a little bit of an attitude in there that you need from a D tackle. And, and playing really low pad level and leverage and knocking guys back. And I think we spoke about that last week. So just, you know, and he'll continue to do those things and continue to get better. And he's got to show up a little bit more uh, this week uh, than he did last week, but just really proud of, of the efforts he's making and, and just kind of continue to get better. And, he, and he's no dummy. He's a computer science major. So that means he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty bright. All right, uh, dealing with a dual-threat quarterback, something that the Pirates will have to deal with and stopping. And how do you stop a dual-threat quarterback, Coach Harrell? Yeah, mo most definitely. If you got to keep Jack in the pocket, and uh, you got to make sure you got somebody that's responsible for it. if he gets out of the pocket to to go, you know, trigger and get him on the ground somehow. Um, and, and we, you know, you got some guys in practice, Walter Simmons, um, Stubblefield. Those guys have been down there giving us a pretty good look of, you know, scrumming around, breaking the pocket, and, and doing some different things or the zone read game, whatever it may be. So, uh, feel like hey, we've got a pretty good look at it in practice that kind of can replicate Jack. So that's kind of nice to have. And then we got some different plans for different ways to account for the quarterback scramble or the quarterback run game. So uh, we'll mix it up there. And as always, we'll, we'll bring our base stuff, but we'll bring some stuff in for an you know, athletic scrambling quarterback that can move around and, and make plays down the field. Yeah, Pirates uh, have historically struggled with those guys that can uh, or that are considered dual threat. All right, Mike Houston, and uh, he talked about the challenges of dealing with uh, Charleston Southern's QB, Jack Chambers. It's, it changes everything. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the most dangerous thing. And I'm, I'm a defensive kind of mindset guy. So, I mean, it's to me, that's the most challenging thing because, you know, he, he is very dynamic with the ball in his hands. He can make something out of nothing. Uh, and so you have to account for him every single play. Uh, and so, um, you know, he just, he did some good things last week. He, did, he really played well against the Citadel. He's an experienced kid. I mean, he's been—he graduated from high school in 2016, so he's an older guy, very experienced. So, um, yeah, we got to do a great job with him Saturday. 
Coach, with a scout of Charleston Southern. Well, I mean, I think they've got a couple of receivers to do a great job, uh, you know, great job catching the football, making plays. Uh, and, you know, th- those are older guys. I think the young running back, I was very impressed with him uh, in each of the first two games. Uh, you know, uh, offensive line-wise, I think that they are, you know, are much improved from what they were a couple of years ago. You know, very solid there. Defensively, fundamentally sound, play really, really hard. Uh, it's a good scheme. Uh, and so it's – you know, it, they're a good football team. I mean, it's, they come from a good conference at the FCS level. I know them very, very well. I know that conference well. Um, and, you know, it's, we're going to have to play really well on Saturday. Today's Pirate Report, one final uh, cut to work in here from uh, Coach Houston, and this is uh, the continuity the Pirates have displayed on defense. Yeah, I mean, I think there's continuity throughout our defense. And it's um, – I know we gave it some plays the other night, and, and like we talked about uh, – you know, after the game, you know, Marshall had a lot to do with that. You know, very talented uh, playmakers on that side of the on side of the ball for Marshall. But uh, you know, they all know the scheme. You know, when they have a when they have a bust, you know, they know what it is immediately. And so, uh, you know, you don't have near as many of the mistakes as we had a year ago. Um, but the continuity, the continuity of the coaches. I mean, it's just all you've got some consistency there, and that's why you're you're continuing to see us, you know, improve on that side of the football. Another fourth-quarter collapse for the Thundering Herd, by the way, last night. They lost in Boone uh, at Kip Brewer Stadium. Gave up 10 points to the uh, Happy Appies in the fourth quarter. And uh, App State winning 31-30. Real entertaining game. That was uh, probably the better of the two games, in my opinion, last night. Pretty good to watch. Uh, It is the Patrick Johnson Show. Don't forget, our coverage of ECU Charleston Southern will begin at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3. The game will be outside with Terrence Copper and myself. The Town Bank Tower, stop by and see us. Pirate Walk at 3.30. We'll be bringing it all to you uh, for the fastest two hours, the award-winning fastest two hours in radio. And that is our Pirate Game Day countdown, fueled by Bush Light. I can't wait on your flagship home of pirate football 94.3 the game and 94.3 the game.com need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special car repairs or unexpected expenses time financing service offers competitive loan rates apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations apply online 24 7 at timefinancing.com that's timefinancing.com all loans subject to current credit policy of time financing service one hour loan approval and same day cash in most circumstances exceptions may apply. It's summertime, and there's no better time to drive away in a quality pre-owned car or truck from Greenville Auto World. Let Greenville Auto World show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Greenville. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Are you planning that summer trip by car? Well, get yourself set with an oil change and 27-point inspection. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard, across from Hardy's at Bell's Fork. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
I'm with my health insurance agent, Bill Jenkins. Bill is an employee benefit specialist and life insurance agent from Town Insurance. Bill, give us an update on Town Insurance here in North Carolina. Town Insurance is a top insurance and employee benefits agency in North Carolina and ranks in the top 50s nationwide. We have primary offices in Greenville, Kinston, Wilmington, Raleigh, and now Charlotte. And Bill, what are areas Town Insurance specializes in? With our experienced account management team, we specialize in employee benefits, including group medical, dental, life, vision, disability, and voluntary options for employees. We compare these options with several of the best carriers in the market and assist businesses on benefit administration as well as employee education and enrollments. And how can a business best contact you to review their employee benefits program? Give us a call, 252-756-8300. Call today as the best time is now to come to town. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. I get questions. Some from the anonymous text line or the always anonymous text line. Others are from uh, yeah, some emails, messages. It just sort of depends. So I, the questions I get asked, right? That's the thing on the TikToks. Uh, a common question, and I can't attribute it to just one person. I mean, there's people here in the building, people on my staff, friends. Family, countrymen, what's going to happen with the American Athletic Conference as far as the schools they're going to add? So I'm just going to lump that, most recently asked by my friend, the common man down from Moorhead City, and this is what I, I think. I'm not Mike Oresco, obviously. I don't have a three-year contract extension laid before me this week. Uh, I'm also not, uh, you know, a, a president or chancellor of a university in the American. But I can tell you, John Gilbert confirmed that there are going to be four additions when we talked to him on uh, the Pirate Game Day countdown before the home opener against South Carolina. So here's here's what I now. This is just, I'm just one man. This is what I would do. This is my answer to that question I've been asked repeatedly. Here are the schools I would go after. Now, I have a little caveat here. I say basketball only member Wichita State flies the coop back to the Missouri Valley. I say Tulsa goes to the Mountain West. Good riddance. Ah, intrigue, huh? So now... Maybe you're adding five. That fifth member would be a football-only member, Army, to replace Tulsa. That's right. Football-only member to replace Tulsa. So there you go. Gives you a little Army-Navy symmetry, but also Air Force. If you're the American, then you are involved in the Commander-in-Chief Trophy Series. I like it. I like it. Uh, I would say Boise, 
I've waffled a little bit back on this, but I think I'm going to go San Diego State over Colorado State. San Diego's got better weather. So what is that up to? We're now up to four. I go UAB is the fifth for football. And then I maybe consider... I maybe consider Liberty. Uh, that, uh, that would be frowned upon in some circles. I totally get that. I understand that. But I would... Uh, I might consider Liberty there. Gives you the state of Virginia. Doesn't hurt ECU because it's not ODU. You know, that Tidewater area is still an area that gets recruited by the Pirates. I think Mike Oresco wants to protect current members. That's why I don't think you'll see a floor. But I also think you could see Texas San Antonio in there. I really like them as a possibility. So I don't know how many schools we're up to now. I just say add all of them. Go 14 members. Blowout football. But I think getting Army and Air Force in addition to having Navy would be pretty cool. You can have Air Force as an all-sports member. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, this is from uh, Bill in Bucklesbury. Message me. Never mind the odds of the fact that Clemson's a nearly 10-point favorite, but I was just basically asked straight up did I think Clemson would beat NC State on Saturday. No. But I do think they will... Uh, I, I, if you were you know, wagering entertainment purposes only, I'd go with... Uh, I'd go with the uh, Wolfpack. I think the Wolfpack... Uh, the Wolfpack are, are, are going to maybe lose in a close game a la Georgia Tech. Uh, let's see here. A couple more questions. Always anonymous text line from earlier in the week. Best tailgating spot for an ECU game. Uh, if you can get into the lot where we are, I guess the white lot, it's a great spot. I think Shook's going to be cooking up some food this weekend. That's a great environment. The Pirate Walk. I would suggest getting to the Pirate Walk, which I think is going to be around 3.30 tomorrow. Uh, understand that uh, they're on pace to sell somewhere in the upper 30s for tickets. That's some good news, and if the students show up, that puts you well over 40, so I think you could have a big crowd for the first night game. Uh, and the final question receiving this week among many, uh, does ECU uh, keep it going in Windemar? Well, yes. What kind of question is that? What kind of, what kind of question is that? Crazy question. All right, uh, that is the uh, questions I get asked uh, segment via uh, the TikTok, continuing with that uh, hot trend. If anything, we're cutting edge. Here is a Sports Flash update now for your Friday. Thanks, Patrick. We start from Pirate Nation as UCI Athletics announced their 2021 Hall of Fame class. Among the inductees include former Pirate football head coach Ruffin McNeil, former softball pitcher Tony Paisley, donor Bill Clark, former volleyball player and assistant coach Kelly Werner, former softball player Keisha Shepherdson, and former swimmer Jacob Smith. From the NFL, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey expected to be out for about two weeks to do a hamstring strain, and Panthers rookie cornerback 
J.C. Horn will potentially be out for the season with a broken foot. From the NBA, the Chicago Bulls have ex- exercised options on Goatsboro native Kobe White and Charlotte native Patrick Williams. For Major League Baseball, reigning, all- reigning AL Cy Young winner Shane Bieber is expected to return to the starting rotation with the Indians. And let's take a look at live action underway from the Ryder Cup with the ref, Philip Pilkington. Currently at the Ryder Cup, the U.S. is up 3-1 to one on Europe. There are four matches currently underway. Dustin Johnson and Xander Schauffele are up 3-13 through 13 on Paul Casey and Bryn Wiesberger. Bryson DeChambeau and Scotty Scheffler are tied with John Ron, Rom and Terrell Hatton with five holes left to play. Tony Finau and Harris English up 3-11 through 11 on Roy McIlroy and Shane Lowry. And Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland up by 2-11 through 11 on JT and Patrick. For Ben Byram, I'm Philip Pilkington. That'll do it for your 94.3 This Game Sports Update. We'll be right back after this timeout. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. What? You want more? All right. On your flagship home of pirate basketball. 94.3 The Game at 94.3thegame.com. Fastest two hours in radio. Fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. With Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. The Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Pirate Game Day Countdown. On 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Before your next fishing trip, head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. Just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop has one of the largest inventories of rods, reels, and fishing tackle in the area, plus accessories to help make your next trip a success. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop also has hunting accessories, equipment, and sportsmen on staff to answer your questions. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or other supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Open Monday through Friday till 5.30 and Saturday till 12.30. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. When a loved one, your father, your sister, your aunt, your grandparent is facing a cancer diagnosis, you want them to have access to the most promising cancer treatments available. I'm Sonequa Martin-Green, and when my mother was diagnosed with cancer, our world changed forever. I wanted to know that she was getting the best treatments available. This experience made me so passionate about spreading awareness of treatment options, including clinical trials. That's why I'm joining Standards of Cancer to get information to the people who need it most, those who have been diagnosed with cancer and their loved ones. Clinical trials introduce new hope for patients, providing access to cutting edge and potentially life-saving new treatments. 
while patients receive the best current care or treatments available. My hope is that all people diagnosed with cancer have access to effective treatments that will make them long-term survivors, like my mom. Talk to your doctor to see if a clinical trial may be the best choice for you or a loved one. To learn more, visit standuptocancer.org forward slash clinical trials today. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. High school football on our airwaves tonight. Rose taking on uh, South Central. Throw out them records whenever these two play one another. And look, it's a big game. Both teams trying to get things jump-started here uh, as we get ready to enter the month of October and the final month of the regular season, believe it or not, of uh, high school football with the expanded playoff format this year. Andy, too, a really good guy. He's done a fabulous job, in my estimation, at South Central Uh, Really turned around the culture there. They had a lot of talent for a couple years, and they won double-digit games, and uh, he's maintained uh, that program and and is working to do that. Coach, two joining us uh, here on this uh, Football Friday gets you to the weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Hey, Coach, great to talk to you. Thanks for taking a few minutes on a game day. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's always good to hear from you and talk with you about football. You know, uh, I want to pick it up there because there's a lot of places we can go in this interview, and I hope we will go. But, you know, building things up and, and changing a culture, I thought you did a really nice job of that taking over. Uh, and I guess the challenge is maintaining that uh, level of uh, expectation, even if, if maybe some talent cycles out. Right. You know, and, and that's what happens a lot of times in high school. Uh, you know, we're not like the colleges where we can reload and go out and, and find talent and, and, and recruit and that kind of thing. So changing the mindset, you know, a few years back when we were able to do so was, was, a, was a huge task. And, and fortunately for us, we were able to, you know, to do that and have some success, have some really, really talented uh, football players. You know, some of them always, you know, gone on to play in college and that kind of thing. So, you know, that was really fun. But, you know, once you get to uh, your, your to a level of competition, uh, you got to maintain that level of competition, and that just have, have, has to happen with hard work. Uh, you know, you, you go in and, and you got it starts in the weight room. You know, if you talk to any coaches that have come in and and started the situation, the first thing you do is get that, make sure that that weight room is squared away. Uh, and that changes their mentality and their mindset. And then you take the weight room mentality and take it, and take it to the practice field. Uh, and then hopefully that, that can be dictated and turn into wins on, on, on the football field. But, you know, sometimes you can have great seasons and great teams and, and great football players. And, and we put a lot of emphasis on winning because that's what everybody sees and that's what everybody wants to, to know. But, you know, spending time with these young men Monday through Friday and, and the amount of hours that we do see, you know, the public doesn't see all the work that they're putting in and, and uh, the uh, – that's important for us as coaches, not just the wins and losses on the field. That's important because that's what people see and that's what people want to be aware of. But it's it's, it's a rewarding thing, you know, to, to, to work with young people and, and, and see uh, a freshman turn into a young man as a senior and, and then watch them go off to college or go off to, to, to see them uh, doing whatever they're doing, in, you know, with their day-to-day operations and day-to-day life and say, hey, coach, and you, you get a chance to talk to them and that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, that that's a rewarding part of it. But, yeah, we've – 
we've had some, some, some success here, and, and we're continuing to work and continuing to build. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Rose tonight uh, taking on uh, South Central, and that game will be uh, heard here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, it'll be played over at uh, South Central. 7 o'clock is the kick. Hey, uh, Coach, one thing I want – Andy, too, by the way, the uh, South Central coach is, is on the line with us. It's always great to catch up with him. Jeremy Lewis, you, you talk about one of those kids that have gone on to play college. Uh, I, wanted to, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. I've kind of said this all along. When I first saw Jeremy Lewis, first of all, I was blown away about uh, how talented he was, but certainly how hard he played and how much he wanted to win for your program. And then he went to ECU, which I thought was a great thing. And um, they put him on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I saw him in a Rose game make a, a fabulous diving catch in the end zone. In fact, it may have even been the game, kind of the, ultimately the game-winning catch for you guys. It was a big catch. Yeah. in that game, and you oh, probably yeah. remember it a lot better than I do. But then, um, uh, I but I thought his instincts were as a defensive player. He just seemed to, to fit that mold as a defensive end, and he's made the switch right. over from the offensive side to the defensive side at ECU, and he's flourished. Uh, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that as far as do you think that that was the best move uh, for him or maybe a more natural position? Right. Yeah, well, Jeremy's probably his biggest asset, not only his athleticism and his size, but his biggest asset is his football IQ and just his general knowledge. He, he was always a, uh, you know, had great grades and did well in school, but he was, he was a smart player, but he was a smart football player. Um, so that was his biggest attribute, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, the whole process, a lot of the, it was about 50-50 people recruiting him. Uh, a lot of the ACC schools wanted to put him on the offensive side of the ball, and Virginia was interested. Um, uh, I mean, uh, Wake Forest was interested on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, some of the teams wanted to put him on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, his, when when he was a sophomore and a junior and the whole recruiting process started up, he saw himself as a defensive player, and a lot of the colleges saw him as a defensive player. I don't think that he could have played defensive end uh, with his size. He just wouldn't have been able to take on those big offensive linemen. So a lot of the teams were going to play him on the defensive side in space. Uh, and we had some talent on our team, so he wasn't called upon to be an offensive weapon. Uh, and then his senior year, you know, his, his brother was one of those offensive weapons. Emmanuel Lewis was one of those yeah. big, big-time players we had. And when he left, that uh, opened up an opportunity for, for Jeremy to start making plays on the offensive side of the ball. Like you said, that catch he made, uh, I remember that, you know, we, when we played Rose that, that year, he, he just went up and got the ball and his determination. And, uh, you know, he that's what he worked on as a senior with his route running and his ball handling skills as opposed to just being a defensive player. Uh, and another thing that happened, if you remember those years, we had a really good basketball team. So yeah. we were we were state champions on the, on the on the basketball court. And so you know these recruiters, uh, you know they come in and they they watch them play basketball, and they said this kid's got not just football talent, but he's an athlete. And so then they say, well, we can play him on either side of the ball. Uh, you know, so whether we put him on the offensive side, which he helped East Carolina fill a, a void, if you will, until they could get that position recruited, and then when he went to the defensive side, we actually played him at some linebacker in some specific situations when he was here. Uh, he got to do some seven on seven in the summer, like you know, and play in, in space. So that was a natural move uh, for him when he went to the defensive side. So I, I think I might agree with you as far as his mindset might be more of a defensive mindset, but his overall football IQ, I think, has helped has helped him to just succeed, uh, you know, at, at that level. And I was watching him; he didn't get a chance to play in the spring game, uh, but he was on the sideline, you know, and he was he was a coach, you know, he, was, he had he had his towels and he was pointing and he was he was leading. This is a kid who's been there. But I guess this was the spring of his second year, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and, and he's he's a, he's a leader on the team. So that that's an attribute to him, uh, you know, just how smart a kid he is, and, and he's willing to work. And he makes 
one of the best things about him too, not only is that key, but but he makes the guys around him work hard. You know, he's 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 a, he's got a lot of personality, and he loves playing football. Uh, that's what he brought to our team, and I'm still thinking that's what's happening over there at East Carolina. That you know that, that he's a team player, and he's he's a he's a coach on the field, if you will. And I'm just glad to see him continue to play and and, and play at a high level. You know. We've got uh, South Central coach Andy Two on the line with us here. A couple of uh, wins all time against Rose. Coach Two owns both of those, uh, including that game uh, we're talking about. I believe in eighteen that was uh, twenty to eighteen. Uh, big uh, big mm-hmm. win for you guys at, at home that particular season. Uh, the seventeenth meeting between the two tomorrow night. Well, you obviously uh, Jeremy's one of the great players you've had in your history. Let's talk about some of the guys now. N- name some names, uh, coach. Talk about some of the kids that are. Have uh, have played well for you, and I guess need to play well for you here in these final few weeks of the season. Oh yeah, uh, well, so far it, it's been up front with us, and we've said that all along. The offensive line, uh, John L. Daydale has been a great offensive line for us. He's our right tackle, uh, and playing beside him is, is Brian Hardy at center. Uh, you know, we've, we've, he played some guard, now he's playing some center. Both of those guys, Brian has been with us since he's a freshman. Uh, you know, so now he's in his senior year, and he's one of those kids I was talking about when I was talking about watching him develop and grow. Day Day played with us. John L played with us as a, since he was a sophomore. Our left tackle Shamar Webb is now a junior. He's played with us since he was a freshman. So we're we've got a veteran group up front. So they haven't helped us to establish, you know, the run game. Um, our passing game has been behind the eight ball, if you will, but it's really been behind the weather. We played Henson in the rain. And we played uh, Northside this past Friday in, in the rain, uh, and that really hindered us for, as far as having a balanced offensive attack um, with, with passing the ball. But we've been able to run the football. Uh, because of that, those guys up front. But Scoot, um, Saquon Water Scooter has done a good job in the backfield for us. Uh, Chris Bell has done a good job. He's a sophomore running back for us. Uh, and then uh, we have another one, number uh, junior, Boston Vines. So they're they're benefiting from having that veteran offensive line in front of us, uh, in front of them. But then KJ Chadwick, our offense, our, our quarterback. You know, this is he has started with us when he on the JV as a freshman and a sophomore, and then he started. His junior year, if you will, this, which was actually this shortened spring season. So he's, he's a veteran in the backfield uh, as far as, you know, how, how many games he has under his belt. So that's helped us on the offensive side. And then that same group, you know, we're, we're doing the back committee on the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line. Uh, we've got a, a sophomore starting at linebacker for us and a junior starting beside him. Uh, and then our, our, our secondary, um, let's see, I think we've got, uh, yeah, we've got a sophomore at a sophomore and a junior in our secondary. So we're, we're young at the skill position. Uh, we're veteran at the at the uh, offensive and defensive line, if you will, and they've they've been really answering the, the call. So, um, like I said, we we like to run the ball, and I'd like to see our offensive attack be a little bit more balanced. Uh, tackling has been an issue, but we've, we're continually working on that uh, in practice and trying to get guys on the ground a little bit better. If we if we were tackling them a little bit better, uh, you know, then we could cut down on some of these extra yards that these guys uh, are getting. But um, you know, those those are some names, and those are some guys that are that are really helping the team, and, and it's. It's a good force now to be that you know want to know in the conference after last week, but like you said, uh, none of that matters on on a big game yeah. uh, like tonight's game. So uh, it's going to be an exciting atmosphere, and, and like you said, everybody wants to get off to a fast start. Uh, so the fact that we have another home game, you know, from after last week's game, that's going to be good. I think you know people are excited. Uh, and any time you have you know us and Rose or us and you know Conley in in town, you know the crowd's going to be really into it and the student body. Student body was great last week. It, it was pouring down rain, and I looked over my shoulder, and that that student section was going crazy, and they were you know energetic and had every opportunity to leave because of the weather and not even show up, and they were so supportive of what we were doing, uh, you know, and coming back home, 
and, and getting that win under our belt last week was a good force, especially going into a big game like it is tonight. You'll hear that game here, 7 o'clock, 94-3, the game, uh, South Central playing host to Rose. Uh, and then uh, the Conley game will be played on the 29th. Uh, 20 wins for the South Central program against Pitt County competition, seven of which have uh, come against uh, Conley all time. We're talking to the uh, Falcons head coach, Andy, too, here. Uh, the other uh, sort of connection to the Rampants program, uh, were you ever a coach over at Rose at any point, like a grad coach or an assistant coach? Remind me of that. I, forgive me for not knowing. Yeah, that. Uh, back back when I first started, I was still in college. Yeah. Uh, so my first year was in 1998. I coached uh, with Lonnie Baker. You know, he was my. Well, I was uh, I, I was getting I was getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I coached I coached with him my first year. Yeah. Um, and then and then he he uh, actually retired. And then Greg Thomas came in. So yeah. I, I coached there for, for three more years under Coach Thomas. So I was, uh, I was by default, they made me the, the JV defensive coordinator. <laughs> the guy they had who was going to do it, his job wouldn't allow him to do it. So they moved me from the ninth grade team up to the JV uh, defensive coordinating position. And, and uh, you know, I, I was feeling my way through that. And that was a great staff over there with, with Tommy Peacock and Dave Franken and some of those guys. Uh, Kemp Ewan, who eventually became the head coach, the first, uh, yep. well, the second overall head coach here at South yeah. Central. Uh-huh. So we built some great relationships, you know, w- with those guys. And then when Coach Thomas came in, obviously he brought in a, a really good staff um, of, of guys. And, and uh, that w- those were the building years, if you will. Those, that that uh, 99, 2000, 2001 uh, were, were some building years and some re- regrouping years. And then I left and went down to Havelock for a year. And that's when Rose okay. took off and started winning those, those state championships. So, yeah, my first four years, of coaching, I had a tie uh, to Rose while I was still in high, uh, excuse me, college, and then when I obviously graduated from college, I was able to go and get a job down with Wilbur Sasser at, at oh, Havelock. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a, a little bit of a tie there from from from, from way back, I guess. Uh, you know, talking almost twenty or well, twenty years ago now, but yeah, um, I you know I, I enjoyed that staff. I learned a lot of football, uh, you know, not only from Greg Thomas, uh, but from those guys, and and that staff was together for a long time. Some of them came in with uh, Chip Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Lonnie, you know, early nineties, uh, and then they stayed when when uh, uh, you know when Chip left and went to Newman, they stayed with him, uh, and some of them are still there. I know Coach Rankin's there. I see Coach. You'll see Coach Peacock out in the parking lot of a home game, parking buses and that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> so, um, you know those 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 kinds of things that they've been there, and, and uh, they're still there. I mean, you know, they're still around. I know Coach Rankin's. I see him all the time when when we when we do track, and Coach Gibson was a trainer. Uh, back then, and, and um, you know, and then you know the the, the staff is there now. Uh, Coach, Coach King, Caleb, and uh, and um, uh, Coach Bland. When I went to Havelock, you know, they had a great senior year. So my first year at Havelock was their first year up here at East Carolina. So yeah, uh, as they I coached against them, if you will, you know, uh, as a young coach, uh, and they had they had a, a great senior year with Coach Sasser and, and Havelock, and then they came up here and. And, and uh, you know, Will was playing football, and, and, and Caleb was in role. I think he was a dual major. Uh, that's how smart Caleb King is. I yeah. struggled to get one degree, and he, he was able to get two times in less time. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, those guys came in, uh, or leaving Havelock, if you will, as I was coming in uh, to Havelock and start my, my – my, I was the JV coach down there, so that's yeah. how it kind of uh, moved there for one year. And then, then uh, they hired Coach Ewan over here, and he was able to – to bring me up here, and I was his offensive coordinator, um, and then, mm-hmm. like I said, the rest is history. Well, look, <laughs> I'm trying to get more and more history. Yeah, I'm surprised you, you had that back injury early on, carrying TJ Long. You know, early in your career, <laughs> I'm surprised you made it yeah. this far. So that, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if, if TJ was actually as as as, uh, as as intelligent as he was, well spoken, then he'd be a lot more. No, I'm just. He, 
<laughs> yeah, actually, that first year when we came in, um, you know, I met him, uh, and we, you know, we're still friends to this to this day. You know, um, I, you know, his son when his son was playing, uh, you know, I, I I pulled for his son, but I couldn't, you know, I obviously couldn't pull for the uh, for the Rampers. I actually went to their to their game this playoff season when they went to play Lee County, and and I uh, was able to sit with Coach Long. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we we're still we're still I guess that's what you consider a, a lifelong friend. We still get together and have lunch, and we still talk. Uh, and he taught me a lot, you know, just how to, cause he was, he, he was, he was not young as me, but, you know, young and, you know, a family and, and the balance. And because he was the you know, first head basketball coach here as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he was balancing his time with football and getting the basketball team uh, cranked up. And then he had just, you know, at that time, his son was, I think about turned about a year old in December when I had first gotten here. And then, you know, I've watched him, you know, his family grow up and now his son's playing football over there at Barton and he's got a daughter. I think in middle school and a daughter in high school, but uh, like I said, when you have lifelong friends like that, that's that's another benefit, you know, to being in coaching when you have guys like that. But you can learn how to be a, a coach around, but then all of a sudden uh, you're still hanging out and, and, and uh, enjoying each other's company, even though he's not in coaching anymore. Um, I thought he did a, a good job. Talk about having to carry some, some dead weight around. I think he you had to deal with that a little bit when he was helping you call games. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he's not listening, right? Well, <laughs> hopefully he is, because I mean, look, TJ's to keep him straight. Now, I I love me some TJ right. Long, and uh, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, his insights. I enjoyed his insights. Yeah, he's he, he well, he's he's great on those broadcasts, and I'm oh, hoping yeah. we can get him. Uh, you know, when we're talking ECU basketball, uh, there, right, right, uh, to get him involved in some of that again. Um, hey, uh, what do you, Andy, too, uh, South Central coach? What do you all have to do tonight to? Uh, to, to be able to get a win against Rose at home? Well, I think the, the biggest things that, that, that I was talking about earlier, except for, um, you know, we had some ball control issues against Northside last week. Um, I don't know that it was as much weather-induced as, as it was, just us not taking care of the football. So we've got to eliminate those mistakes. Um, we were able to run the ball against Northside, but some of those drives and some of those runs were negated because of, of turnovers and, and lack of ball control. So, We've got to control the football and, and eliminate the mistakes. And secondly, we're going to have to tackle uh, well in space. You know, they've got uh, Michael Allen's obviously a talented uh, running back, and we've got to be able to get him on the ground, when, even one-on-one or two-on-one or whatever it takes. Uh, we've got to tackle well. Uh, then we've got to defend their scheme. They, they stretch the ball, you know, defensive. They can get, I mean, offensive, they can get the ball down the field when they need to. Uh, they like to run some screens underneath, you know, on that kind of, uh, you know, from time to time. So we've got to – defend the, the length of the field and the width of the field. They do a great job with, with that scheme. And then uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they, they'll, they'll blitz. You know, they've got really talented secondary guys uh, that come up and tackle. And then uh, number 10, that, that, that linebacker they've got, is, he's fast. He's got a nose for the football. So we're going to have to find him and make sure we get hats on him and, and block well up front um, and, and balance. You know, if we have uh, good weather tonight, which I think we're going to have excellent football weather tonight as far as cool and, and clear. Uh, a balanced attack. We're going to need to throw the ball when we need to, uh, you know, not if, not let them dictate when we throw the ball and run the ball and that kind of thing. So if we can take care of those issues, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we should have some success. I know that's probably about every Friday night. Right, right. Um, you know, those particular instances that, that what their strengths are uh, and what our strengths are, you know, we're going to have to play to them and try to negate their strengths. Good to talk to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck uh, tonight and best of luck the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you having me on. Our pleasure, and we'll have Rose and South Central coming up at 7 o'clock tonight for you here on 94.3 The Game. Back to wrap it up next. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. We want more. Like, you really like it. You want more. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 
94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. The Jolly Roger has set sail. He breaks a tackle. He's in the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line, and the Pirates Locked. come after his block. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates, and it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. For over 100 years, the families at Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but quality is still number one. So if you're looking for great North Carolina snacks and gifts, look no further than Bertie County Peanuts. Small batch, hand-cooked, and 100% guaranteed. You can't go wrong with their gourmet peanuts. Shop online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net and your order will be delivered right to your front door. Bertie County Peanuts, a North Carolina tradition. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you, too, can serve part-time in the community you love, visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, Totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated, and it can last a lifetime. Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Oh. 
for a little weekend listening. Uh, if you missed anything this week or just want to relive the magic, Patrick Johnson Show podcast available on 943thegame.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast. We've also uh, got uh, our weekly Houston Huddle podcast. Those usually drop Tuesday morning around 8.30 or so. Uh, our daily Pirate Report podcasts are uh, included, and you'll also hear our On the Prowl podcasts. They will uh, also be uh, on there. Plenty for the guys to talk about there. I believe you can link to the uh, Terrence Copper podcast, uh, the War Room on there. Uh, Best of Adam Gold podcast is available. And all of the programming uh, from Ben Mallard, Doug Gottlieb, The Herd, uh, the Straight Out of Vegas guys, uh, The Odd Couple, uh, anything you want, uh, Rob Parker, uh, all of it uh, from uh, Fox Sports Radio available uh, on the flagship of the Pirates website, 94.3 The Game. So check it out uh, there. We appreciate Andy, too, joining us here today. Also, a big thank you to uh, Ben and uh, Philip. They'll be uh, principals in our program tomorrow. Looking forward to a new edition of our Pirate Game Day countdown beginning at 3 o'clock as ECU takes on the uh, Charleston Southern Buccaneers in the first night game of the 2021 season and the first night game in uh, maybe a couple years at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Big crowd is expected. Uh, if you've not gotten your tickets yet, uh, you know, obviously you can still order them online. Uh, but a big walk-up, especially with the students, is anticipated tomorrow night. Could push it uh, well over 40,000, so that'll be a great environment uh, in there. Uh, we uh, have the show tomorrow for Bush Light, 3 to 5, Terrence Copper and myself. And, of course, we'll have all your post-game uh, uh, for uh, social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at all. Our website, 943thegame.com. Uh, we'll be back Monday, and uh, we will have with us uh, Jim Zoki. We'll break down uh, what the Panthers did last night, but also look ahead and uh, look at the NFL weekend. We'll recap uh, what the Pirates uh, did uh, against Charleston Southern. All of that coming your way. Patrick Johnson show on this Get You to the Weekend Football Friday edition. Have a great and safe weekend, everybody. Getting into college is more competitive than ever.